road, Jack. Don't oh, come back. Now, was that a was that a fake uh, clip or not? I don't know that. I heard. I didn't see this video of the band playing that. Was there a band playing that? There was apparently like a video that people were asking whether it was a fake video or not of the band of a band playing it. I saw the, um, post his departure today. Oh, I didn't see that. I saw a TikTok of. Um, well, isn't that a video? It was a TikTok or a, or an Instagram video of three young girls doing some awesome dancing to that song. That's how it got. Oh, there was another apparently. I don't know if it was a fake thing, but where there was a military band playing it. Ah, but there oh, was wow. a. Uh, this was a a big day today for a uh, for a friend of yours. You know, my buddy Joe, I'm I'm really proud of him. He he made me proud. What my buddy Joe. Uh yeah, I I'm the, the fact that I got to meet him and work with him on that little video is it's it was so cool then and he was vice president then. Well, and you're going to have to work with him again because you tattooed 45 on his arm and this, and you're going to have to tattoo 46. I'm going to have to make that five into into a six. Yeah. Um, Unless he wants to do something funny and kind of punk rock with that 45, which would be fine with me. Whatever he wants to do. Uh, I'm his, I'm his, I'm his tattoo artist, whatever he I wants. You, I got to tell you, it's, um, I've, uh, as, as have you, uh, one of the one of the compensations for growing up with the father that we grew up with, um, meaning a celebrity father. Yeah, and perfectly nice man, a wonderful man. <laughs> yeah, fantastic guy. One of the compensations we've met a lot of famous people. Yeah, uh, you know, blah blah blah. Um, I I think I have never been more impressed with somebody having met somebody than i am with you that you met and 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 worked with let me tell you i finally feel good about myself that's how <laughs> that's how big this is really yeah wow. finally um wow. yeah crazy crazy job yeah and crazy. you know i mean on top of which i i also got to meet nancy pelosi which is which is amazing as well and she actually told a pretty good joke in that video she did she was i will i will completely admit freely she was not as fun to work with as joe no but i gotta tell you something when she did you watch when they they the 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 moment where she had to sign the uh they call it an engrossment ceremony when she had to sign the the letters of impeachment last week and she held up the, the the big thing just like Trump used to do and be like, hey, it's a big piece of paper yeah. <laughs> the thing that I signed. Yeah. But but when they the the all the news folks were like saying, you know, she's going to be here and other people will be here. There are going to be some speeches and blah, 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 blah. And uh, I don't know. There were no speeches. She was. I, I was I gained even more respect for her watching that ceremony because. She hated having to do that. There was no victory. She wasn't taking a victory lap. You know, she wasn't happy that this, that it had come to this. Um, it doesn't seem so. I, 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 yeah, I mean, 
you know, and I look, my reservations about her have nothing to do with her with her political standing. She's doing a great job. I like her tremendously. I just mean as an actor, as a fellow castmate, I was like, work with me. Well, we're in a scene together. Look what Joe's doing. See, he's relating to me. You're, I don't know, I'm like the Shabbos Goy over here. You're treating me like nothing. <laughs> You mean you mean she wasn't behaving? Okay, I got it. Yeah, she just wasn't interested. She was a little enamored of, uh, I think, a little enamored of Julia Louis Dreyfus, and and was admittedly having fun hanging out with her new friend. And I I felt a little left out. Maybe she thought you were a real, you know, just a real tattoo guy. Maybe, maybe, uh, the Secret Service certainly thought so. They didn't like that at all, but uh, yeah, thank you for for uh, that was a that was an amazing gig and a great and it's just uh, a great guy to have met. Crazy, love, crazy love him. Insane that you got to do that. Um, so uh, any big news in your life this week? Anything you need to tell us about aside from you know the free world being maybe aside six. from America waking up into yeah. America again. Yeah. Um, Cause I have some big news. Oh, well I don't. So please, uh, please. Um, uh, mom did a little shop this week and uh, came back with, uh, as she has wanted to do some ice cream for her boy, because you know, And what she came back with when she brought the ice cream was something called, and I have to make it clear, we don't have sponsors on this show. We don't get any money. No, not that we've said no to sponsors. We've just said, no, we haven't had any. We don't have sponsors. So so I'm not getting paid to say this, but uh, you know Neapolitan ice cream? Sure. You know, the three flavors, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. I've had I've had Neapolitan ice cream, yes. Are you a big fan? No. Me neither. No. In fact, somebody brought that into the house, I'd I'd kind of spit at it. Well, that's extreme. But I wouldn't it's never one I would buy. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't I'd say get something else. So mom mom came back with some ice cream and uh and I, I took a, a very brief, quick look at the quart container and had three colors going across. And I was like, ah, it's Neapolitan. She got Neapolitan. How could you? Yeah. Then I took a closer look, and it's not Neapolitan ice cream. It's something from Turkey Hill called Triopolitan ice cream. It's a, three different flavors. Okay. It's a um, uh, mint. Chocolate chip. Fine with that. Vanilla chocolate ribbon. Okay. And insanely dark chocolate. I can work with that. Those are the three flavors. Oh, it's, yeah. I can totally work with that. She goes to the market next time and tries to come back into the house with something other than Turkey Hill Triopolitan. Then you're going to be upset. I'm going to lock her out. Listen. She has good taste in ice cream. She, Mom has good taste in ice cream. She's going to bring home something uh, that you'll like. I think that you have to relax about the ice cream. That she she's she's got it under control. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, I have. I mean, I do have a question. Okay. Why haven't? Why don't you go to the store and get ice cream? 
I, you're not I, under quarantine anymore, are you? No, I go to the store a lot. I don't get the ice cream because I'm, I'm I've put on like the COVID fifty. COVID, you've heard of COVID nineteen? Yeah, I've, I've, I've put on the COVID twenty. <laughs> um, so, well, not quite, but uh, I'm. You know, you gotta uh, you gotta watch the caloric intake. I understand. The caloric intake. The caloric intake. Oh, you said the caloric intake. No. no okay. Although, um, well, I'm 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 pleased that that you know these days, uh, you know Biden's inauguration, Kamala Harris's inauguration. Also, oh let's gosh. say let's just oh say for gosh. a second how uh, I mean I I I just haven't recovered. I, it's just such a an amazingly beautiful uh, day that the, the, the of, of, of first time things that you just, I don't know. Yeah. Living long enough to it's the one thing about being getting older. I could say right now is that you do live long enough to see some amazingly cool things once in a while. Yes. On the other hand, sometimes there are things you can't unsee. Like the last four years, the last four years. And also I will never, ever again, be able to hear the song I did it my way without yeah. that 747 lift off from joint base Andrews. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even on Twitter and it seems quieter. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is quieter. And that's our show for tonight. folks. That's all you need. That's all you need. Congratulations yeah. to us. That's all you need. Yeah. Uh, but we do. Oh, oh, there's some comments coming in already. Um, oh. It's mom defending herself about her ice cream choices. Joe Narciso saying, hello, boys. Hey, Joe. What's up? Joe Narciso is saying, hello, boys. And Brian Jesuit is saying, dang it. No Adam Arkin again. Making people feel good tonight, yeah. Brian. He's glad we're fan. glad He's you're happy. Adams. He's a big fan of Adams, as are we. Who as isn't? Are we. And I think that's the only reason he tunes in, um, is in, in the hopes of, of getting Adam on the show. Well, but, I think, um, uh, you know, uh, he doesn't know us yet. The, of course not. Why would he want to listen to us? For the, for the record, uh, if you know, we will, we will try to know in advance when Adam's schedule frees up to be on the show. Cause we, we, we talked to him about it last week and he was saying he, he was sorry that he's been missing out on it cause he's been busy and he's been working on his big TV show in LA. So yeah. if we get wind that he's going to be on, um, or he calls, you know, he, he lets us know uh, that even that day we'll post something and let people know that he'll be showing up. Yeah. 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 So, um, but I'd give us a try. I'd give just me and Matthew a try. Yeah. Cause try. we have our own little distinct. Choice. I wasn't in Halloween H2O, but <laughs> I did work with Joe Biden. Yeah, you did. So we have a movie to talk about tonight sort of on topic um which was your pick like with a bullet you were just that's obviously the wrong term to use but you were like this was immediately the pick that you wanted yeah you had a president and bullet in the same no i'm I'm just excited things just come out but like honestly you were you knew right away this is what you wanted yes 
And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna embarrass and humiliate myself. Well, you're just gonna try to get Aaron Sorkin to give you a job in something, right? Tonight, we're gonna watch you talk basically to Aaron Sorkin tonight. I have a feeling. Yes, Aaron. Aaron. Yes, mom, you do know your ice cream. Yeah, Uh, it's true. Well, a funny story. The the closest I ever came to being on an Aaron Sorkin show is when I I went to college with Brad Whitford. And uh, and I was doing a show in New York that was a big hit in New York. And and Brad came to see it. And I think it was like the second or third year of the West Wing. And the West Wing was a huge hit. And Bradley comes to see this play that I'm doing in New York. And he comes backstage afterwards and he says, this show is great. You're, You're great in this. You're great in this. You should come down and you, you, you should come down and, and, and be on West Wing. Bradley didn't know better than to say that to you. Bradley. Bradley, you're in show business. Oh, Listen. oh okay. Oh, why didn't I I'll, think of this? Yeah, I'll hop the Amtrak. I'll be there Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love when people say that. The closest I can. And especially when other actors are like, you should. They're in the show. Yeah. You're like, well, I, it's funny. I know somebody on that show who might be able to call. The producer, yeah, but uh, I am I am a, a lover of all things Sorkin, and uh, I'm also, and, and I'll take some shots from you for this. I like rom coms, you know. I liked Notting Hill. I hate to say it. Notting, you don't hate to say it. You Notting you enjoy Hill. saying it clearly. Notting Hill. That's a movie. <laughs> Nodding off. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Um, and, uh, there's also something that's, that is, um, that I, I can't explain about myself, but sometimes when, when, when writing, uh, there's writing of a certain type, um, that makes me cry, even when it's not a sad, sad scene or anything, it can be a happy scene. It can be, it's just good rhythms, tight writing tropes archetypes uh-huh Some... I, I i feel that way about uh about slayer records so <laughs> okay so there you go you cry at very unusual things it's it's normal so but i actually had a um i got really emotional watching this film and i think it's because it was at this particular time i watched it before today i watched it several days ago in that time when there was still, it's such a fairy tale. It's so aspirational. It's so about, um, it's such an idealized vision of, of, of that world. Um, that I, I got really kind of wrought up watching it and wishing for some, it was like Avatar for you. Some people saw Avatar when it was over. They got very, very sad because they couldn't live on planet Avatar. Exactly. And you feel and, that way about this movie. And it's also, it's kind of a, a Capra movie, this movie. Well, I, I, yeah, this is, a, this is where we want to talk today. I want to talk about these things with you today because it is kind of like a Capra movie. But also not in very, very interest, very, very important ways to me. And and I, I have a couple of bones to pick. But overall, I had I had a great time. I mean, 
I saw this movie in the theater too. I think I saw it when it came out, I, I guess. And, um, uh, was not, I mean, I had seen a, f a few good men and, uh, knew about Sorkin, but I wasn't following him. And, um, so I didn't have any stake in the game. And I'm, as you said, I'm not like rom-coms aren't my go-to movie, right. but I, it's not true that I don't like them. I, there's, there are some that I love and, you know, I think particularly the older ones that for instance, Frank Capra actually made, I, I love because Capra and Howard Hawks and that crew back in the thirties were kind of created that the genre almost. I mean, it's well, a little, you know, before you go too far down that road, Frank Capra made this movie too. Yeah, he was the assistant director. Yeah, Frank Capra. Frank Capra the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny Pretty great. Story. I when I was eleven years old, I spent the night at Frank Capra Jr.'s house a few times. Really? Yeah, because we were living in New York, and I screen tested. They flew me out to LA to screen test for the Tom Sawyer movie, and. Uh, he was working on it as a producer or in some capacity and was sort of my guardian for the two or three nights that I was in LA screen testing. Okay. And in the screen test got to kiss Jodie Foster. Cause are she, you serious? She had already been cast to play Becky Thatcher. I believe. Oh my God. Wow. I never knew that story. That's really cool. Yeah. So how old were you? I think 11 or 12. Was it, it could have been your first kiss almost maybe? It's my first screen kiss. Oh, okay. I know you don't really want to talk about yeah. the intimate details of your life. <laughs> and the intimate details of a screen test kiss at the age of 11 or 12. That's super cool. Um, well, I was, you know, I'm a huge Capra nut. His movies are great. And you can clearly see the lineage to it. I, you know, you can clearly see it. Were you, you were, you saw this when it came out. Yes. And you were a big fan of it then. You've been, a f you've seen it since? I haven't seen it since. I, I enjoyed it then, but it was, you know, it was 25 years ago. I didn't remember a lot of it, but I, I, I did do a reading. There's a, a fellow who's doing, oh, and God, this is a horrible, horrible thing I'm doing now, but I'm forgetting the fellow's name. But he's still right now. He during the pandemic, he's doing a thing called zooming the movies, and uh, he asked me a few months ago to do a where they just read screenplays as a, as oh, that's a, brilliant. Zoom reading of screenplay. That's a great idea. Hey, let's put let's put a link to it in the I in will. the show notes or something. So yeah, when it's over, and I did and they did a reading of the American President, uh, in which I played the. Um, the Richard Dreyfus role. Um, so, so there. Uh, but you, you should work your magic at, at this point, probably, and and talk about the uh, say what it is. Just mention what the movie is. Mention what the movie is, and maybe you know talk. Okay. About it. Well, we're talking about The American President from 1995, directed by Rob Reiner, written by Aaron Sorkin, starring a huge cast. Uh, Michael Douglas as the president of the United States of America. Annette Benning as uh, a lobbyist for the uh, Green Movement, who becomes, you know, romantically entangled with the president. 
Martin Sheen, Michael G. Fox, Anna Devere Smith, Samantha Mathis, David Pamer, Richard Dreyfus. The it's a it's a it's a great cast. Um, in a lot of it, you know, I wasn't more than not a rom com fan. I'm not a political procedural fan. Right. I just don't. And you you're okay. You went dark there for a second. It's like the lights went out. I was, I was downloading a photograph that I should have downloaded before the. For the podcast listeners, Matthew's screen went totally dark, and it was kind of it was kind of freaky for a minute. It, it frightened you. Um, so I wasn't I I I wasn't into the to the West Wing show. It's a great show. I just don't you know again TV. I don't care. Love that stuff. I love that political stuff. Yeah, it's not my thing and i guess where i guess where this would have totally captured my heart yeah if if it had been a little bit more um what's the word for it a little less careful with its ide idealism about the office of president and the whole the whole oval office gestalt of all of it like I feel like what Frank Capra actually would have done with a movie like this is had a couple of shots at that system uh, that were that would have been a little bit more a little edgier, a little bit a little bit more um, uh, screwball commentary about the bureaucracy in general and the silliness of having a title like that in the first place. You kind of have to you have to really feel a lot for that office when you watch this movie and for the guy. I mean, they make a really good case of Michael Douglas being, you know, a, a good pr a, a president who's trying to be a good man. And, and you feel like he is, you really feel that from him, but I have to say, I don't see it in the script and I didn't find out why she should like him for him really at all. So I thought that was an interesting thing about the movie. I, 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 you know, it works because he seems like it's Michael Douglas and he's great. Like who doesn't like, who does like Michael Douglas? Like he's, yeah. I, you know, I mean, unless it's fatal attraction. So they get away with it, but I don't, I don't feel they give you that moment that would have been in a Frank Capper movie where he turns to her and he's like, I don't want to be president anymore. I just want to be with you. And, and uh, maybe that's what I was missing from it, but that's a different kind of movie, honestly. This is this is, you know, and I'm not I'm not um, disparaging it for taking that stuff so seriously. I'm just saying that I don't usually. So it was. You know what I, what I found really interesting watching it this time is um, when the when the center of the conflict erupts and it's voiced on the one side by Michael J. Fox as his congressional policy advisor, and it comes down to him and it, it's a, it's a great piece of dialogue where, um, where, uh, Michael, uh, where M Michael J. Fox it, it says to, 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 um, to Michael Douglas, they want Lee, Michael Douglas is not fighting back against uh, Richard Dreyfus, 
and he's plummeting in the polls and Michael J. Fox finally says you're plummeting in the polls because you are um, because you're being silent and he's the only one talking. So of course they're going to start following him. And, and Michael J. Fox says they want leadership. They're so thirsty for it. They'll crawl, crawl through the desert toward a mirage. And when they discover there's no water, they'll drink the sand, which is one view of the general public that they're dying for leadership. And, Michael Douglas's or, or President Andrew Shepard's response to that, this guy who's supposed to be the leader of the people and our hero in the movie, his response to that is people don't drink the sand because they're thirsty. They drink the sand because they don't know the difference. And so on the one hand, this movie, it, it, it makes the movie more complicated. I don't know if it's this is intentional. But it's more complicated because on the one hand, Sorkin has this tremendous respect for the American system of government where, you know, he, he idolizes it and he idealizes it. But that's a really bleak view of the public that the American government is supposed to, yeah. to serve. I mean, he's basically saying people are idiots. Yeah. And, and it was really shocking to see that now in in light of what's been going on the past four years of this this idea that you know a lot of people don't seem to know the difference between a mirage and the real thing mm -hmm. um and and the movie was also kind of prescient in in some other ways where um uh richard dreyfus's his motto is, um, what, oh gosh, what was it? It's, it's, it's almost like a make America great again motto. Um, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Dreyfus was great in it. He was one of the, one of the parts that really seemed authentic. He seemed so in it to me. Um, but I can't help you. I don't know which line you're talking about. We'll talk about something interesting and I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll come up with, with the line. Um, well, I mean, I, yeah, I, I'll, you know, do you, do you see what I'm, do you feel like, uh, well, I, I'm uh, that's the question won't help you at all. Cause you're looking for something. No, I'll, I'll, I'll I think at the same time, I think that they tried to have their cake and eat it too, a little bit with this. Um, the pride is back. That's that. That was, pride, uh, was his catchphrase. That was his his catchphrase. Okay. Yeah. Well, nothing really changes much, does it? I mean, it's really just kind of, you know, what we've seen the last four years is stuff we've seen before, just on steroids and right. and um and degree. I mean, one of the things that was weird about watching this movie for me now after the last two weeks have unfolded and you know granted i was calmed down a bit because we watched it last night and you know i've uh kids a to z our, our standards is tad high he's leader for william average answer <laughs> yes what, what else does you, do you need to be um the uh 
Mike John Narciso played Michael J. Fox, apparently. I just feel like he I, I just feel like they tried to have their cake and eat it too a little bit. I, I prefer I prefer this kind of thing with a little bit more sense of the absurd because there's a lot about there's a lot about government the people that run government and the job of politics and all of it that that is honorable i guess and there's the traditions that are beautiful and everything but I, you know lately let's say since watergate i've been more focused on the absurd qualities of it all you know i mean it's necessary it's great there's some been great people there's been some terrible people but overall a lot of this is is a lot of pageantry and stuff and, and gets to feel a little bit like, well, I, I kind of like poking fun at some of that stuff a little bit. Right. Um, and this movie takes that really seriously. Like Aaron Sorkin obviously does. He's he, like you say, he's in love with this, like romantically deeply in love with these traditions. And I respect that. I really do. In a lot of ways, I feel like I, I'm I've missed out not being a student really of anything other than movies and and not paying attention in school and not really knowing how things work like most people my generation I guess like I I I miss out on some of that uh, on some of why and I can get a little caught up in the in the schmaltziness too like I can but there's this cognitive cognitive dissonance going on when I've just seen the senate in another context a couple of weeks ago and now I see it in this movie and it 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 really is a an amazing and weird film to watch right now in, in in many respects and I did get a little choked up at some of it and some of it was just like wow the the how far we are away from even anyone making this kind of movie again like that this movie can't can never get made again okay but let me let me throw something at you though because I would argue that in, in a certain way, that movie got made again today, and we watched it, and we, and we completely bought into it. Like, that's, that's what, what Joe and there, Kamala... Okay, yeah, but there's a difference between saying goodbye to Hitler... And and having a you know a giant schmaltz party about the president that's two different things. <laughs> so a lot of people were crying today for a lot of reasons, and I, I was yeah. I was I was I was moved deeply by the fact that we have a vice president who is who is representing the r real America right now. Yes. I, I'm very moved by that. I'm moved that it, that we have a woman in that position also. And, and I'm really, really moved that I saw a helicopter fly away and I'm a big Joe Biden fan. So it was a great day, but I don't have, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just keep, it's like, I, keep, I keep the game firmly in my mind, man. You can't drop the ball. There's no room for schmaltz. There's no room for it. We can't get lost in this kind of like, oh, romanticization of it. We got work to do. And I looked at, out today and I saw a bunch of people that I liked. Like it looked like a group of people that I could have a sandwich with. Right. Okay. And so I dug that. All right. Okay. Let's but get I mean, away. Let, let, let's step away from content. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, I do have to say, you are hating on me so much less than I expected you to. Oh, really? You thought I was going to be like... I thought, I, I, thought we were gonna just, I thought we were going to break up. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. 
there, there's, you know, I, I have a bad rap as far as like romantic comedies go. Yeah. More, my problem with with rom coms has more to do than with the fact that they're usually made within a studio system that doesn't really make very interesting movies. They can be yeah. good scripts, they can be well acted, but most of them are are made you know, like as as movies. They're they're just banal in terms of how they're made. They're not very well made. All right, and. Well, that's my beef. We step away from content up for a minute. Mm -hmm. and just go to just straight craft. There's some stuff that Sorkin does in this movie that I think is masterful. Okay. You uh, do know we do. He, this is not his original script. You do know that, right? No, I didn't know that. He's got credit. That doesn't mean he, that's that doesn't mean it was his idea or that he uh did it i i they talked there were interviews yeah, with reiner they were talking about once he got hired his revisions were great right and they were working yeah. down but that, he didn't that's where i'm going with this is is he he handles exposition better i think than almost anybody around he cram he the setup in this of this movie of all of the conflicts is so fast and so tight. And you know, all of a sudden who all of the, all of the threads that are going to converge in this romance with the, the environmental bill, the gun bill, the, the election coming up, the villain setting up who, what Dreyfus's yeah. thing is. Yeah. And, you know, the GDC lobbying group, the poll date is at 60, 63%. We're going to send that bill to Congress asking for a 10% reduction rather than 20% reduction. The gun control bill or, or crime bill, 18 votes in 72 days, the lonely widower exposition in, in like four minutes you you get set up for everything yeah and it can just play out and i i, I think I, you know i'll go you one better actually it's not only because you you're admiring it as somebody who already understands what he's talking about right for for me who doesn't who who barely understands like the machinations of politics in like a business like if i were to sit in one of those meetings i wouldn't know what the hell they were talking about Sorkin explains it to me so that not only like do I get the the vibe of what's happening but I get specifics and details that I don't know how he explains it to a dummy like me I don't know how cuz that's not stuff I usually track in movies and, and he doesn't spell it out he he doesn't but it's like a magic act he somehow does I yeah. I don't know I I can't see what he's doing to make me understand it so easily but he is doing some amazing and it's beyond just craft of writing. It's about, it's about knowing what I don't know and knowing exactly all I need to know just to follow this plot. Right. Without lying about it. Cause it doesn't, it also feels like it's pretty accurate. I, I don't know, but it seems like it's probably compressed a lot. I'm sure it like, I'm sure all these things take a lot more time. Yeah. But it seemed like it wasn't inaccurate as far as uh, you know how these processes get handled. Another thing that's great about the or writing, did in '95. Sorry, there's a scene that is not in this movie that I I 
when when they didn't include it, I just wanted to cheer. And it's the scene where she where she gets invited to the state dinner for their first date, right? The the setup is that he's going to take his cousin to the state dinner, and he's just met this this uh, lobbyist played by Annette Benning, and there's this buzz and. His cousin comes down with a stomach flu or something like that and can't come to the state dinner and he's going to go stag and he decides to invite this woman who he just met, Annette Benning. And they do not have the scene where she's trying to figure out what to wear. It's true. Although I bet they shot it and cut it out. They may have. <laughs> I just thought, because you are so expecting that scene. Yeah, it's true. He avoids a lot of cliches. They do some really smart, clever, clever things with getting the plot moving. Um, and they avoid a lot. They avoid other pitfalls, too. They avoided the um, what I thought was going to definitely come was the midterm moment in the rom-com where they break up before the ultimate breakup at the end. There's usually a time where they're like, you know, there's some stupid misunderstanding. They just kind of develop a nice relationship and it continues until something legitimate happens that she gets upset about. And yeah. I like the way they handled that. I, I thought, um, you know, overall that gave her a lot more character, I guess, than you were seeing maybe in parts in, in parts for women at in 95 where, you clearly see, and this is for, you know, this is Annette Benning because she's really good in the movie too, uh, is, is her, when she gets hurt and she gets pissed off at him, she's clearly also like, you screwed me in business. Like she's angry for a lot of reasons, but she doesn't just play it like you, you abused, like my boyfriend was mean to me. No. She, she's, she is angry at him as a professional. Yeah more than anything else. And I, I thought that was great. You know, I thought that was really cool to see that it's in 95, particularly um, uh, there. You, you were mentioning dialogue I, where I, I, where I was really delighted. Have you ever seen Joe Narciso is asking, have we ever seen Sorkinisms on YouTube? I have not, but I will be looking for that. I'm going to look for that also. And Jonah Weston says that he's not only good at exposition, he, make, he does make it. Well, he does. Frankly, I could give a, I could care less about exposition because I, I, I don't narrative to me is as boring as I, I can care less. But um, so, you know, I'm glad he makes expositions clear, clearer. That's a talent, but he's also got some stuff here. That's funnier than any Neil Simon's writing. I mean, he, I, I want to praise him for interchanges like this when, the scene where Annette Benning comes over and they're actually going to spend the night together for the first time. Yeah. And they're both kind of nervous or he's nervous. And he says, uh, he's kind of hemming and hawing a little bit. He's having a drink. And he says, any expectation that you may have given the fact that I'm, you know, and she says the most powerful man in the world. And he yeah. says, exactly. Thank you. And it's important to remember that that's a political distinction that comes with the office. If Eisenhower were here instead of me, he'd be dead by now. <laughs> that's and that's shows up in the in the uh, in the yeah. She's just wearing his shirt and no nothing else. And you know that's that's some brilliant comedy writing. That's some really really funny writing. That 
probably Rob Reiner had some hand in maybe tooling some of that stuff because he's not he's not not a funny guy either. Not an unfunny person. No. Um, I I was in a poker game with him one night. With Rob Reiner. I I ended up at a poker game. I was visiting Adam. Get out of here! What are you doing, buddy? You can't be on the show. He's a not a union cat. I don't know what he's doing. It was a poker game. Uh, it was Adam, Bruno Kirby, Rob Reiner, Michael McKean. Oh my God! And and uh, I think it was Michael McKean, Chris Guest. Get out! Did so, did you I, say one thing I, all night? A, a word. I wouldn't have opened my freaking mouth. I just sat there and lost money. Yeah. I didn't speak. It's good because nothing good happens if you open your mouth in that company, man. You will feel so stupid so fast. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in rooms similar to that, and that's. It sounds more fun than it than it actually is. It's not fun at all. It's terrifying. Um. There's also some some either really good or really manipulative uh, visual storytelling in this movie. The first go, time, go ahead. I'll, I'll go manipulative, but please. The first time they are in the Oval Office together, having their their cute their meet cute argument. They are shot from far away. With the two of them on either side of and the res, either side of the Oval Office and the resolute desk between them, full body shot, far away, the and the office of the President of the United States stands between them, and then the next time you see them in the Oval Office, it's close up and they're in front of it. You don't see the desk; they're just face to face. Just mm -hmm. little. little Little hints like that. Well, you know, okay, that's fine. I'm not gonna. Who who are we gonna celebrate when we say this though? Who do you think did that? The the DP or 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 who? Rob. Okay, I'm gonna say the DP because I think Rob Reiner's great, but I, I don't know. I've never seen his paintings, and I don't know how he actually is with things like that. So let's say it's John Seal, the guy that shot Mad Max, and like. Deadcom and one of the great, great TV. He did a lovely job. It's really high key, beautiful lighting, you know, very Hollywood studio, but it works because it's in the Oval Office and there is some beautiful stuff like that. Um, I, you know, walk on the colonnade between, between Douglas and Sheen, the witch, the walk and talk on the colonnade where they, where they have that, that walk at night. Yeah. That's beautifully shot. And beautifully it blocked. It is. You just want to. You want to be Martin Sheen in this movie. You want. You want to be that man, don't you? Did you get kind of misty about that relationship? I bet you anything. You got a little teary in the in the room with the with the oh, pool the, the pool the, the pool plan. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, I did. I, it's I've good stuff. I like Martin Sheen in a lot. Martin Sheen since I was eight years old. You used to have his hair like down. Yeah. We got to get a picture of this. It's true. Your hair was don't anymore. You used yeah. to, like I said, used to have it down. Yeah. Um. Long, long, long ago, in a long ago and far away. Uh. So, 
what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite scene, or was that was that? I have on? a favorite scene and a favorite actor in this movie. What? what tell me. Let's see if you can guess. Tiny little scene. Tiny little actor. Not tiny actor, but tiny little role. I have a. Well, I okay. Is it the same one? Is it have to do with the picture I sent you? No. Okay. Um, I don't know your favorite scene. Yeah, I, it's, it's the scene where she's crying with her girlfriend on no. the couch. You don't like that scene? What's wrong with that scene? Oh, I like that scene. No, that's not her girlfriend. That's her sister. Whatever. Like I well, said, narrative. Whatever. That's that's the the fantastic Nina Shamosko. It is. She was wonderful. Yeah, she's spectacular. Um, it is. It's Tom Barry as the guard in the guard. Oh, when he's like, she doesn't know. He doesn't know what who Frank Capra is. Frank Capra is, and he he does. And his that's an example of an actor who has maybe two lines in a movie, and and you're not going to forget him. Well, he was great. It was a really great moment. I have my favorite is an even tinier moment uh, with an actor who has even less to, he's given less to do. Okay. So you want me to show a photograph now? Yeah. Let's show a picture of Bo Billingsley. This is an example of a, of a, of a guy who made Amelia and I laugh so hard without a line. He literally just has one look to Michael Douglas and he doesn't do anything. He doesn't even make a face. And it's such a perfectly tuned moment of knowing exactly what's going on and not going to say anything. It's when she says, we can't see each other anymore. And, and it's this really personal conversation they're having in the hallway. And he turns to, to uh, this actor, Bo Billingsley and says, uh, would you excuse us? Sir? <laughs> he just, he just nods and walks away. And it's just priceless. Do you remember that? Yeah. He plays this guy, agent Cooper. And I'm wondering if that was a nod to twin peaks also. So yeah. I love that. That's a great, moment. but that scene at the with, at the guard station early is 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 really memorable. It's yeah. really memorable. Um, okay, so that's your favorite actor or scene, or do you have another? Um, I have a few favorite things. Um, I love. I here's another little Sorkin thing that I love. I feel like we're talking about the the exposition that he does. Um, that he doesn't. Um, he doesn't talk down to the audience to, to, to his audience. Um, when they're talking about the, they say uh, they use phrases like BDA without explaining them battle damage assessment after the rocket attack in, uh, in uh, Israel. Um, what else do I love? Uh, favorite lines come friends. Let's away is, is, is wonderful. With all due respect, sir, the American people have a funny way of deciding on their own what is and what is not their business. When the president says, let's do one thing at a time, and he says, we don't have time to do one thing at a time. <laughs> um, and I also uh, like when she's going to walk, when she tells him off, when they first meet, she tells him off and she's walking out of the Oval Office and he says, you can't do that. And she turns around and she says, with all due respect, sir, who's going to stop me? And he says, well, if you go through that door, the secret's yeah. 
that's my private front door. Yeah, you know, that's you know, to what you were saying with the with the uh, with the good writing. I love the line. It's all it's from the same scene as that earlier quote I had. But he, it's my favorite scene of Michael Douglas's uh, when when the the scene before they sleep together, where he's kind of nervous and 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 drink drinking and and um he just he he starts to explain the he starts to my office just completely exploded he starts to explain his nervousness to her in, in this kind of formal way and he says my nervousness is this on several different levels and he he starts to kind of triangulate it it's it really killed me i yeah. love that um, but do you agree that it was maybe missing a little bit, a little bit of the real him where we got the real her? I feel like I didn't get a lot under the surface of him as this great president. Um, I I felt like other than all the obvious reasons, he's a great guy. He's good looking. He's dancer. He's president. He's rich. I mean, all these obvious reasons why you'd want to go out with the guy. I didn't, something happens with them in what is my favorite scene, I guess that kind of is that the actors do, but I, I wanted a little bit more, I guess, from, from the script, but it's the scene in the, in the China room. Um, I love that scene. That's that's a terrific scene. Um, and it's the closest that it gets to them, actually, I feel like seeing each other completely without you know, the politics or who they are. Like, they seem to really kind of meet as boy and girl in that room to me in a way that it was special. And then it turns because that's when the Israel gets, the, there's a strike on Israel, right? In that scene, and then he comes in there and inform him right before they kiss right um something so those emergencies happen and it's so smart too that it's in the china room because that's that's what couples do when they're gonna get married is they go pick out their china yeah yeah and and all of that imagery is is there in that yeah and and there's subtle things about character that come out um you know one of the saving graces like michael douglas is so charming he's such a charming guy yeah and, and an easy actor to watch. He's so easy and effortless um, that you really just buy, buy what he's selling as this character. You buy him as, you're like, oh, okay, he must be this good guy. Like he's somebody that I want Annette Benning to be with. Like, yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily in the script. And I'm, I'd just be curious if that was stuff that was taken out or not addressed or not put in or... Or maybe you don't even think that I'm making any sense. Like maybe you think it was there and didn't need it. No, um, no, I, I get what you're saying. That there, there could have been something early on that clued us into him being an extraordinary president. Well, yeah, or or what? Yeah, um, that. Yeah, he 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 played him so. Uh, effortlessly as president and so presidential i felt like for it to be truly capra you'd have to see this guy with his fly on you there'd be a little bit more like you know uh, i'm not a pre i'm not presidential but i know what's right what's missing for you is is the scene 
from It's a Wonderful Life when when Donna Reed sees him outside or when he goes for the walk and she sees him outside the house and he's yeah. saying, I'm just, uh, yeah. I'm just going for a walk. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. That I don't ex even want to be here. I don't exactly, want to yeah. exactly what I'm talking exactly about. He's he, um, all good in this. He's all good and and always kind of got the Teflon of of like, you know, of uh, he. Yeah, he 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 that that man has bought into the to the whole thing of it rather than somebody who's like like this stuff is unimportant let's run a country and i'll i'll completely go with you on that i'll and i'll go with you you know and saying that that's why i i really enjoy this movie the way i really enjoy a really fantastic candy bar <laughs> okay yeah it's not gore this is not gourmet food i feel mm. like this is really really well crafted yeah yeah you know the, 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 and and when I say well crafted, I just mean down to things like um, when when the the whole debate in the sit room about you know are we going to attack and he finally says attack and we cut to a room another room and there's thunder outside you know there's all these little just very. And I said I said manipulative before. I don't know if it's manipulative or if it's just simple filmmaking, but very but very effective. Yeah, I I, I like that stuff. I mean, I, I felt like that's that's the kind of that was kind of classic classic Hollywood golden era filmmaking that they were using with those things, and it that that seemed like well married to the Capra esque and I, the I, obvious Capra esque qualities. I have a question for you too. It's it, it technically I feel like the film was so well made, and then there's this one shot that stuck out to me, and I'm wondering if they did it on purpose. When she leaves the White House after their first sort of date, and she's heading home, it's after the state dinner, and it, the evening gets cut short. Is that is that the one that gets sh cut short because of the Israel attack? I think so. And. And um, she's in the limousine and, you know, with this, oh, feeling going on because she just had a wonderful date with this handsome president of the United States. And it's a really bad green screen of the White House out the window. But bad, like old, old movie bad. And I and I was watching and I was wondering, did they do that on purpose? Hmm. To make it look like an old romantic movie. Because she's doing such a, it's such a moment for her of, it's a real throwback moment. Okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I guess it probably has more to do with them not having the money to actually shoot it on that street at oh, that yeah. night, whatever, I would yeah. imagine. But, but it, it, it worked. The other thing that's really fun, you you weren't a, a, a West Wing watcher. Not a devotee. I've seen I'd seen it and enjoyed it, but again, like most TV have not. This show is such a warm-up. This movie is such a warm-up for that show. It was, wasn't it? It yeah. I mean there's a lot about it that feels like episode one of of, of crossovers. You know, Martin Sheen crosses over, Anna DeVere Smith, Josh Molina, Nina Shimosko. Ron Canada, Tom Barry, the guard, so many people, right? You know, and even yeah. you know, um, 
God bless her, uh, Anne Haney, as Mrs. Chapel, didn't play Mrs. Chapel on the show, didn't play the secretary on the show, but it was somebody very much like that. Right. Um, uh, it, it really is just a, uh, a warm up. Oh, and can we give a shout out to John Mahoney? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love John Mahoney so much. I have a feeling that he was in more of the, I, I think they cut him out of some of this movie because yeah. uh, he, he only has like one and a half scenes in this cut. I have a feeling he was in more the scene where he read the note, the, the card that came with the, with the ham, the ham. Right. They cut that out for some reason. Um, you know, there's another thing that I want to talk about that, that, you know, we, we did this thing, um, where I made that poster for you because we had that list of. Yeah. The Silverado poster, which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also going to be a list of things that are in a movie about a president. <laughs> there should be. Yeah. Cause there's like just obligatory things that are in this movie. Yeah. You know, hail to the chief, all, all the portraits of the presidents in the white house, a cute kid, Tough generals, a yeah. military crisis, and the president that doesn't know how to get it wa- move around the White House, like doesn't know where anything is. Doesn't know where anything is, an establishing shot of the White House. We the somebody says we the people. Mm. There's something brewing in the Middle East. There's a thoughtful walk on the West Wing colonnade. <laughs> yeah. There's a salty chief of staff. There's a young whippersnapper assistant for domestic policy. There are roses. There are Republicans smoking cigars. Yes. Yeah. And there's an ideologue. What yeah, else? and there is a speech where somebody goes to, talks about what the, what they were before something. Yeah. <laughs> you remember what you were before this happened? You were great, and now you're nothing. Yeah. 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 And you know, I mean, I think the scene with where he break where like he breaks up with with Martin Sheen as best friends you know is in every one of these too there's yeah. always like your the guy who was there who helped make him who was there from the beginning who who yeah. gets to, tossed aside because well that's a nice piece of dialogue why are you always one step behind me and Martin Sheen says because if i wasn't you'd be the most popular history professor at the university of wisconsin <laughs> yeah great yeah yeah um, Apparently, the, the, that's that was the actual a phone number to the White House. Yes, that's a very that's a very funny scene. Funny scene. That is a funny scene on the phone with him when she doesn't believe it's the president. Yeah, I kind of feel like oh, there's a clip from uh, Watch Sorkinisms. There are three of them, and you will see what I warm up all the scripts are for. Oh, also pointing. Joe is also pointing out. Most powerful man on earth is a political distinction. <laughs> I love that line so much. I <laughs> love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of want to go see like Dave now. Remember that one? Is that what we should do for next week? I don't know if I could take it, but I, I you know, maybe. <laughs> well, we have to do something for next week. We do. Do we do a trio of president movies? A trio of president movies. In honor of uh, this massive 
a historic election? Do we do a trio of movies about presidents? About presidents? Yeah. So we could do Dave. We could do uh, Air Force One. <laughs> do, uh, let's see. Um, Failsafe. Yeah. Well, at least we got Dave. I, I would do Dave. Dave. Dave next week, ladies and gentlemen. I have a feeling Dave. I seen Dave. I haven't. I don't remember it, but I think I it's my Dave. my sense is that it's more slaps, more broad comedy than than yeah, this. Is. Sure, yeah, it has to be. Uh, oh, there's uh, there's something we we need to talk about. One other thing we need to talk about about. And I know the third film. What's that? Escape from New York. Okay. Is that Snake Plissken? It is. Yes. Wow, I pulled that out of somewhere. There was a scene in this movie that I completely didn't understand. Well, how can I help you? I'm sure I didn't understand. There's a scene in it where he goes into a, a room and there's a whole bunch of reporters. And he's <laughs> it was so weird. He was answering questions that reporters were asking. It was like science fiction. What is happening? That's not a that's not what we do. Not in a, no, not when a, that happened, I turned. I turned to Amelia. I was like, "You remember those? We're gonna, we're gonna get those again. You're gonna you, see them." Did you? There was one today. No. And it was almost as if it was written by. I swear to God, it was this close to Alice and Janney walking into the the press room and talking to the reporters. Uh, this this woman who he has as his press secretary is sharp. She's calling those reporters by name. She's got them laughing with her. They're not eating out of the palm of her hand. And they were, you know, they were taking, you know, she was dodging some. There were some questions. She, 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 she basically made it clear she was never going to lie to them. But it didn't mean she was always going to just answer anything that they asked. Oh, that's, they've never done that. There's no, you know, she dodged. Yeah. Yeah. But um but and she said this is going to be a daily occurrence. And then she said, not on Saturday and Sunday, I'm not a monster, you know, and they mm -hmm. laughed. Um, but uh it was a real genuine White House press conference by somebody who had a binder this thick in front of her. And when a question was asked, she kept the conversation going, but she flip through that binder to the right, you know, she, she had facts and figures and information in front of her and knew what she was. It was kind of amazing. I, you know, that's, uh, that's worth an enormous amount. I mean, it really is. And, you know, you know, at the end of the day, maybe, maybe uh, we could all do with a little more schmaltz because it, you know, we all got to, get to warm our hearts a little bit you know we got all to kind of warm our hearts up after the after the last few years and um and maybe a little hot schmaltz is just the way to do it you know yeah. all right so um Dave. but Dave, Dave, Dave. i'm into i'm in for i, I think a, a presidential trio is great as long as we, after dave we do something as as uh off the beaten path as you know escape from new york or um, or strange love or something, something. No, we can't do strange love. Oh, There's no way. Well, 
Oh, no, that's not. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll think about that third presidential. Um, Putney Swope. <laughs> Congratulations on your new president. Hey, thank you, Sandra. I think he's your new president, too. Well, maybe she's not. Uh, maybe she's not American. An American citizen. Maybe she comes from another another country and yeah. has a different president. But thank you. Um, very pleased about this. Yeah. Oh, you know, I want to do a little shout out also to another thing in the movie I really liked. I, I loved. I, I loved um, uh, his daughter in the movie, and I thought the stuff with her was great, playing the trombone, and you know that that to me that that if that hadn't been there i i think it really would have hurt uh my chances to really like him mm -hmm. uh she called him on his in on his shit this actress shauna waldron who i guess was a teenager a young girl when she did this she's still acting i think but she just kind of brought him down to earth and was that 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 one sounding word that he had to, he had to strike a completely different tone with. Yeah. Um, they also didn't, um, they didn't cast somebody like too sickly sweet cute in the role. No, she, she was like a real per, like a real person. And, and um, reminded me a lot of, um, of the daughter in. Uh, Do you have microphone problems today? No, I, I have, I'm having lighting problems. Oh, okay. I have some uh, portable lighting that, completely fell apart and trashed my <laughs> desk. Um, what is it? The, 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 the Fosse movie. Um, uh, Fosse? Bob Fosse movie about himself that he directed. He's got a relationship with his daughter in that oh, movie. Yeah. All that jazz, right? Uh, reminded me a lot of that relationship. Yeah. Um, Oh, one other moment. A little shout out to Gail Strickland, who plays Martin Sheen's wife in the movie. Okay. And she, there's a moment that she has where, and, and again, I don't know, Sorkin, the cinematographer, Rob Reiner, the moment where um, Michael Douglas and, and, uh, Annette Benning dance at the at the state dinner and everybody's watching him and Gail Strickland just puts her hand on her husband's back in this remember those romantic days gesture that just in in one moment defines their relationship so mm. so simply and beautifully mm -hmm. it's um, a great cast in this man what little touches like that mm -hmm. yeah I wanted to, yeah. I, I could have, I could have actually gotten to uh, more involved with um, with Martin Sheen's character and their history. Uh, that, that I, I really could have. I, I, I thought that was a fascinating part of the movie, and I, I could have used less, could have used a little less narrative, political stuff, and more. Per, it could have been less, less going on even in the White House, and and. Uh, and been more of a character, just character thing for me, maybe. Cause um, I'm just grateful that, you know, our relationship survived this. We're going to be fine. I was we're, nervous. I didn't, I didn't know that we'd make it through this. Don't make me watch Notting Hill. We'll be good. We'll, <laughs> we'll be all good. 
Notting Hill's got some good stuff in it, man. Okay. I I saw it. I it's cute. It's it's adorable. It's adorable. But this is a podcast about movies. <laughs> so and that's not a movie. <laughs> All right. Okay. There we, oh well, there's new comments. Oh, Sandra Smith is Canadian. That's okay. All right. You're off yes. the hook, Sandra, because Well, thank you, Sandra, for your for your words. You're off the hook yeah. the moment when you said congratulations on your new president. I thought, you know, maybe I guess maybe she just didn't accept the accept it. No, I, I took it to mean that she was probably okay, good. Phew. From another country. All right. Um, um so uh, everybody uh, watching this, please remember that we are also a podcast now. We're out there on Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite platform is. Um, Always helpful if you like the show uh, and want to throw a review down or a couple of five stars down. Yeah, uh, it's very it's it's very helpful to us, and also helpful if you do that on Apple Podcasts more than any other uh platform for some reason um and uh we will see you next week uh with dave right with yeah let's do dave let's do it all right so next week is going to be dave and uh we love you we love america and uh it, it was a good day it's a good day all yeah, right feeling good Good night, everybody. Get some rest, buddy. Good night. Bye. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers Talk About Movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.